Okay guys, today we have Dr. Megan Pasukish, who is a local compounding pharmacist, a certified hormone specialist, and she's the owner of the Wellness Compounding Pharmacy and Forever Well Life Plan in Cary, North Carolina. Dr. Megan graduated from ECU with a BS in science and earned her MBA and doctorate in pharmacy from Campbell University. She is fellowship trained in anti-aging, metabolic, and functional medicine with advanced training and certification in bioidentical hormone replacement therapy, hormone imbalances, thyroid disorders, nutrition and weight loss, and immune system support. Dr. Megan is the recipient of the prestigious George Rowentish Scholarship and has been awarded the PCCA Pharmacist of the Month several times. Dr. Megan has empowered people across North Carolina to pursue a wellness approach customized to exactly what their bodies need. In partnership with the patient and other healthcare providers, Dr. Megan uses her training, experience, and wisdom to help her patients discover a new level of health and wellness. Dr. Megan offers corporate wellness programs and hosts educational health and wellness events and seminars. Okay, this episode is a bit longer today, so please forgive me, but I think you will enjoy our candid chat together. So let's dive in. Welcome to the Treasured Wellness Podcast, where we talk about all things health and where nothing is off limits. You will uncover what may be holding you back so that you can break those chains, get to the root cause, and walk into freedom with confidence, the way God intended for you to live. Hi, I'm Michelle McCoy, functional health coach and holistic lifestyle advocate. Ladies, together we are going to dig deep into real life so that you are educated and equipped to create the whole health you desire without the overwhelm. Now more than ever is the time for breakthrough, action, and restoration. It's time to get intentional and reclaim your health. If you're ready for mind, body, and soul clarity, then let's get to it. All right. Well, thank you. Today we have Dr. Megan Pasukish with us, and she is from the Wellness Pharmacy of Cary. And um, we are so excited to have her on here. I'm so excited to have her on here. She is a dear friend and colleague, and we have just had so much fun over the years um, just talking about natural health and different wellness solutions. And so welcome to the show, Dr. Megan. Well, thank you so much for having me, Michelle. I'm so excited for your podcast and I'm honored to be asked to be a guest on your show and on your podcast today. So thank you for having me. What an exciting and, and you know, what a time we're in an exciting time to start a, a podcast. Absolutely. There is so much going on in the world and so much to talk about. And um, it, it makes the the health aspect even more important. And we're actually going to dive in deeper into that um, in a little bit, you know, talking more about like, what is healthy? What does that really mean? But in the meantime, um, just, you know, just so that our listeners um, can get to know a little bit more about you, um, share your story about what got you into pharmacy and even further your interest in specifically compounding. Yeah, sure. So 
you know, um, I guess it goes all the way up, all the way back to when you try to decide what do I major in when you go off to college, when you leave your mom and dad and you go off to this big world and you go, oh, man, we're going to have to pick something. You know, I've always been uh, very interested in healthcare, in um, helping people with uh, their to improve their health and helping sick people. And so I thought, you know, I think I want to do healthcare. And I explored different options of that nursing, um, medical school, dental school. Um, and I just came, came down to pharmacy school because I, it just suit, suited me better. I like the chemistry aspect of, to, of it. I like to know how things work. And I like to be at uh, a place in the community where people have access to me and I'm, I'm able to just help them. And uh, so we it got my it piqued my interest in, in pharmacy. And once I got into pharmacy and uh, part of the courses that we were taking in pharmacy school was compounding. So that is the art of medicine, pretty much. It's the is the starting point and the foundation of medicine. I don't know if you guys ever remember, this might tell people my age, but do you remember watching Dr. Quinn, the medicine woman way back in the day? I love her. Yes, I love her. And oh boy, I wish I paid more attention, right? Because I love all of that. I would love to go back and watch that, right? I don't know if they have it on Hulu, but we should go, we should look for it, Dr. Quinn. So just, yeah, I, I like to just bring that up so people will see, oh, medicine, you know, you used to go out and forage and find things and and, and make it into a medication so you can help to, uh, you know, certain illnesses or putting on an on a wound or whatever it may be. And um, that was, that's what compounding is, is, is making medication. Although we don't go out in the woods looking for things, we actually use FDA approved ingredients, you know, pure powder to make our medication. But it was, you know, it just opened up this whole new field of how can I make a difference? Um, because it's, we're not one size fits all. Everybody is different. Their needs are different. So we compound for pets. We compound for people that have allergies to everything. I have patients that should probably live in a bubble and they can't take commercially available medication. We make it for them. And we, we can be so creative in dosage forms, um, you know, little babies, kids, things that are not commercially available. That's what compounding pharmacies can help you with. And I just thought, wow, what a better way to put all of the creativity that, that I love to use into helping people. So yeah, so I got into compounding and I started uh, my compounding pharmacy in Cary and I got into helping. So my, my focus for the compounding pharmacy is women's health. And um, being a mom myself and have, having to go, go through, you know, I only have one child. I, I have a son who's now a teenager. He's 13. But, you know, I can't say that that I, it's, such a, it's been such a joyful experience. But as a mom and as a woman, your body goes through when you do have a child, so many changes, right? And some of those changes, you, I was just told, hey, you know what? That's just how it is. This is this is life and you're a mom now, there's a lot of stress. And I go, no, that doesn't, I can't accept that. 
You mean to tell me I have to live with this? You mean to tell me my options are medications and, you know, like I was offered Xanax for anxiety, um, Ambien for sleep and, you know, being a pharmacist dispensing medications all day long for years, you would think I would say, oh yeah, that's what I need. No, that's not what I said. I thought in my deepest gut reaction was, no, I think there's something more to that. I think there has to, I need to find out why I'm feeling this way. And so I got into women's health. I got into looking into uh, women's hormone and balancing, optimizing hormone, which was a humongous piece of the puzzle of where you start with root cause medicine. So that led me into functional medicine and, uh, you know, working more towards finding the root cause, using more of a natural modalities, whether it's, uh, you know, uh, supplementation, nutrition, uh, mind body medicine, just everything, everything you can put together to, to have the best solution for, for that person. And um, I do, I do really respect the differences. We're all so different. And so why should our care be the same? I agree 100%. It's that bio-individuality that we've all been given, right? And we're all unique and we we should never be following the same model as, you know, somebody different, somebody down the road, you know, like we should all be getting the care that our bodies need. And that's why I love so much what you do. The work you do is so important, especially for women and women's hormones, because you're right. I mean, everything changes, everything changes, but you know, what I'm seeing too, and I know you're seeing this as well, as, as we get more in, it's a whole other conversation that we could have and spend an hour on talking about toxins and all of that, the toxin burden on our bodies, but we are seeing younger and younger girls having more hormonal problems and hormonal um, dysregularities. And so it shouldn't be that way. And, um, that's why I, I love and I respect so much what you do because you um, really, really want to help that patient. Each individual patient is on a case by case, you know, basis. Like you will, you know, really go dig deep and get to that root cause. And what I also love about your compounding pharmacy is that you know it's clean. There are no fillers. There are no additives. There are. Um, I mean, I don't know if anybody listening, if you've ever like smelled some of your medications and there's like this horrible odor. I mean, there, <laughs> let me just say NP thyroid, for example, smells like cat urine. I mean, it just does. It smells like cat urine. So there's something in there that is, um, whether it's the filler or, um, you know, I'm, I'm not even really sure what it is that's making that specific odor, but when you get a, um, a a drug through a compounding pharmacy, it's all clean, it's all natural. And so that really makes a difference. All natural in the fact that it's clean. Like you said, it's all FDA approved. And so you're not getting all those fillers. And a lot of medications have gluten in them and different things that people really are intolerant to. So it's important to know that you have an option. You can go and get your medication from a compounding pharmacy. That's right. And that's right. And we're, you know, the industry has been, um, you know, somewhat of a target um, 
for many years now because, you know, it's just, it's taken away from, um, I don't want to get into it too much, but it's taken away from a lot of the pharmaceutical big pharma. But, you know, this is the, what we do here um, in compounding pharmacy, like I said before, it's the, it's the foundation of medicine. It's like the start of medicine is from, you know, somebody taking something, mixing it together. But now, you know, we do it so much better and we have the technology to help us. But we have to, you know, I, I, I like to urge everybody. I know there's so many different causes to fight for these days, but to fight for your compounding pharmacy because they're, they could be the last line if anything ever happened. You don't want the capability of um somebody local able to make your medication to go away because they could be a life saving source, someone that you can go to, to make the medication that you need that otherwise may be on back order, may not be able to be imported in from another country. I mean, we've been through shortages before, drug shortages, and, you know, um, the compounding pharmacy can actually, any compounding pharmacy can help you go through, you know, get through shortages of medication when something's not available. Yeah, that's a really good point. And that kind of leads me into my next question too. What would you say is your very biggest frustration in the whole pharmaceutical industry? Well, I, I think it's the um, I think it's the cookie cutter approach, um, and you know it, it's just and, and I and I think it's it's pharmaceutical, but it's also the whole industry of healthcare in today's world is not just to pinpoint it to pharmaceutical industry because pharmaceutical industry is a tool that um, the healthcare industry nowadays, the, the way that medicine is being practiced is one of the tools that they use. And unfortunately, it's not just one of the tools, it's like the go-to gold standard main tool that they use. And that to me is the most frustrating part. Um, you know, I think time and place, I'm not against medication in any means every medication has a side effect and then if one medication has two side effects then you end up taking another medication to combat the first side of the side effect the first one and then that one has three or four more side effects and it just kind of dominoes and so um i think using you know some things you can't get away with not being on a medication um, for a long time but a lot of times if we were to approach um health differently and instead of just you know relying on that um the magic in the pill bottle to um not just resolve your symptom but really to get to the root cause and and bring health back you know so that you can have can have control of your health again um i i think that is the most frustrating part is that concept of root cause medicine and not bring about any any other harmful substances into your body the concept of you going down to the nutrition piece the lifestyle modification piece bringing in genetics you know looking at and understanding someone's genetics and see how they're actually utilizing and metabolizing eliminating certain chemicals i mean that comes in, into play why would somebody not respond to certain thing like another person would so genetics so many different things the most frustrating thing is us not using 
putting the pieces of the puzzle or the foundational pieces together to help that patient. And we have been solely relying on things that are in the bottle. Right. I would agree with you on that because, um, you know, health is everything. And, if, you know, if we don't have our health, what do we have? And so it, it's the whole picture. It's that bioindividuality again. It's getting to the root cause of what is going on. So um, let me ask you, um, you know, we're going to talk for a minute about what is healthy. What does that really mean? And I have a quote from Thomas Edison. He said, the doctor of the future will no longer treat the human frame with drugs, but rather will cure and prevent disease with nutrition. So um, I don't know if people remember that he said that or like, you know, think back, but that is so true. And um, that's what we're hoping for, right? We're hoping for that to come kind of full circle because back in Dr. Quinn's day, you know, that's yeah. what they did. <laughs> and so yeah. you know, um, not to get into a big pharma discussion, but let's <laughs> talk about what is healthy. Um, you know, is health um, simply the absence of sickness or, you know, is, is healthy in the present state only? Yeah, I mean, that's a good point, Michelle, because, you know, um, for example, when and I know I'm sure you get this too, when you speak to some, okay, let's just bring it bring it to uh, one one little niche of, of um, subject. So let's bring up healthy diet, right? Okay. So you <laughs> You asked, okay, so let's say people, you know, I have people come to me all the time and reaching out, hey, can you help me with this? I feel so bad. I hadn't sleep, slept, weight gain, blah, 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 all of this stuff. And then, and then you, you just ask them questions and, they, and then you say, well, you know, how do you feel about, about your nutrition? And they go, oh, I have a really healthy diet. And that's the key is what is healthy for them might not be what they're doing or what they think is healthy for them. And it's a, it's a really, you know, it's a really, it's a statement where you can't just say, oh, okay, you have a healthy diet. Let's move on to the next thing because you really don't dig into, you know, what's healthy for you. Well, I don't know. I eat, you know, and for example, I eat um, tomatoes, um, you know, I eat fresh milk and, you know, so they'll name some of the things that are inflammatory, right? The food, the foods that are inflammatory. And then you go, well, that could be part of your issue. Actually, that could be your main issue. <laughs> it's what you're eating, right? Because right. they could be sensitive to those things. So what is healthy? Health, what is a healthy diet? What is a healthy lifestyle? What is a healthy anything? I don't, you know, it's, it's, it has to be um, I think it's a it's a process where people have to research themselves and get to know and be really in tune with their body to know what is healthy for them, right? Is it I free agree. of disease or I don't know? Is it free of disease or is it does healthy mean if I am to encounter a virus, then my body is healthy enough to overcome it? Is that to me, I think that's healthy, right? You're in a healthy state when your body can overcome it, right? 
Right. And, and that's the thing, you know, can we fight off those viral infections? And, you know, and that, that kind of leads us into gut health and how important that is too. But um, can you speak about that a little bit? How does that relate to um, really our immune system and preparing our immune system to be able to be in that healthy state to fight off virus? Yeah. You know, let's just I think a lot of people, and this is why, and unless you're um, in functional medicine and really understand, you know, uh, just the, the fact that your body is just one big system, not everything is, is compartmentalized, just like how it is right now in allopathic medicine, you know, if your stomach doesn't feel good, then you go to see your GI doctor. And if your brain, you have brain fog, then you go see the neurologist, something's wrong with my brain. But you know, the the gut mind connection, I know you've heard of that. And you probably know a lot about that. It's huge. And it's such a big thing. And so is your gut immune, right? 70, at least 70%, if not 80% of your immunity is in your gut, right? Um, and then people, a lot of people think, cause you know, I talk to patients and they go, no, I, I have a, I have a healthy gut. What, what does that mean for them to say, I have a healthy gut? Does that mean you just don't have stomach rumbling when you eat something or maybe loose stools when you eat something, or, you know, you don't have stomach pain. Does that mean you have a healthy gut or does that help? I mean, can you still have a healthy gut? when you don't have any symptoms or unhealthy gut when you have, don't have any symptoms. Right. I mean, that's true. And, and really, like you said, 70% or more of our immune system is in the gut. And so the gut is everything. Um, You know, all disease begins in the gut, right. And we don't want, we don't want disease to, you know, manifest in other parts. So we really have to keep bringing it back to our gut health and how important that is. And um, we could talk about elimination, we could talk about, you know, just how our body absorbs and yeah, and and the the main the big humongous thing right now is the microbiome. Yeah, is the gut bugs right? Yes. Like the right. good guys, because you have good gut bugs, bad gut bugs, and they, right. have to, they have to balance each other out. I mean, we're all composed. Majority of our body and our DNA is from the microbiome, like those bacteria that everybody want to kill off because right. it's hand sanitizing everywhere. Yes. Morning to night, let's just alcohol off everything. And, you know, so right. I, does that really help our, our immune system or are we doing things to actually harm us um, by killing off the good and the bad bacteria all the time and not allowing your body to have such a, a balance? It's all about balance, right? When right. we talk about hormone, it's about balance. When we talk about gut, it's about balance. So, um, you know, addressing the, the a healthy microbiome, uh, it, it's, it's almost like you have to think of them as, you know, being part of your, um, you ever had an, did you ever have an ant farm gr- growing up? And oh, you have to tell us. Okay. <laughs> it's like that. Like you've got to think, okay, I've got an ant farm. I've got a, you know, microbiome farm in my gut. So what am I going to feed them today? And right. how do I ensure that they have a good environment? So, you know, they're all, they're all living in harmony, sinking kumbaya in my gut. 
<laughs> right. And then the rest of your body systems are more in harmony and more in balance too, because again, you know, the gut, it's so vital. It's so important. So, um, yeah, I love that. Um, let's switch gears a minute and let's talk about, do you consider healthy, like healthy as being within the normal ranges of lab testing, because I know a lot of people will go get their labs done and they come back normal, but they still feel like crap. And that's one of my big pet peeves. And that's one of my missions is to help um, women feel empowered that they can, you know, have a voice and speak for themselves about what those lab tests really mean. Um, they don't need to just kind of walk away from the doctor's office, scratching their head saying, great, I'm normal, but I still feel like crap. There's nothing normal about this. So can you speak to that? And, and I'm talking about the normal ranges of labs with or without medication too. Oh yeah. Um, so you know, normal ranges. So then you just have to think about where do they get the normal ranges from, right? Is it, are they taking the ranges from a population of um, people within this, this age group? So, you know, just because it's normal doesn't mean it's okay. If you, if you're not feeling well, then I always tell people, you know, even though if you your, your blood per lab testing and it's specific it is specific for that lab so every lab is going to have their own range right so when people say oh i have this this and this and i always say well what did the lab say for that particular lab what ranges did they did they use for example and and normal doesn't mean optimal either so there's a big difference between normal right. and optimal you know are you creeping up on a higher end where you know, let's just say the cutoff for um, um, A1C is, you know, 5.5, okay, optimal, right? And then yours come back one year at five, the next year at 5.2, the next year is 5.3. You're still normal. So does that mean you have to wait around until your lab becomes abnormal to start the change in your lifestyle and your nutrition because you know you can't really depend on your physician doctor nurse practitioner whoever it is that's doing your care to say look i think you're i think we you know you've hit you've gone above the normal range now and it's time for you to start doing lifestyle modification no you have to when you see the trend you got to address it from from that trend so uh so that's one another example is tsh so that's a um thyroid marker is thyroid um simulating hormone that a lot of people get tested for and so that for example it goes from uh i think the range is like from um one to five right it's really um, broad or maybe even one to six with some labs. So it's one to five. Um, so that's normal, right? And then optimal, like in functional medicine, optimal, we want to we wanna go for between one and two, no more than two. And I have so many patients that come back and they say, my TSH is four, my TSH is, you know, 
five. And then my doctor said it's, it's good because I always, we talk about sex story hormones, um, balancing your progesterone, testosterone and estrogen. But I always ask them, well, how's your thyroid? And they'll go, no, my thyroid is fine. I said, can you please show me the lab? Because it's never fine. It's always not optimal. And so if you don't address and have an optimal thyroid, I it would be so hard for us to optimize your other woman. So that's a big difference is what's optimal in functional medicine is not just about, you know, uh, the big, large range It's about if you're not in an optimal range, how do we do? How do we help you? How can you help yourself to get yourself to the optimal range? And that a lot of times it's um, modification of nutrition and um, something outside of pharmaceuticals, which you know what? A lot of people want, they don't want to take pharmaceuticals all the time anymore. I, I guess it depends on where those people live too, but a lot of my patients are smart. They're smart and they want to be proactive and they go, look, I just, I don't want to use medication. I get so many people that, you know, majority of the people that come to me, they say, I don't want to use medication. Well, I go, I don't blame you. <laughs> <laughs> they're telling this to a pharmacist and a pharmacist said, I don't blame you. <laughs> Let's help you avoid that. Right. Well, and, and exactly everything is, is gotten so much more expensive and, you know, drugs are really hard to get better within a reasonable, reasonable um, cost. And so wouldn't it be better? Wouldn't it really behoove everybody to just kind of make those lifestyle modifications and, um, dietary changes that are needed for their specific body so that they can get into those optimal ranges so that they can get off of these medications. I love it when, um, just like you is when somebody comes to me and they're like, I want to get off of X, Y, Z, you know, like they want to get off the blood pressure medicines or whatever, or metformin or something like, yes, let, let's do that because that's my goal for you too. So, um, you're right. And, that, you know, in anticipating good health, that also helps us to be in that future state of health. I think mindset too, like um, just jump into mindset real quick. That's our, if we're going to anticipate a future state of health, then that's really healthy too, because it is all connected. It's mind, body, soul. And if we are trying to remain healthy, we want to be proactive. You know, I say we want to be proactive so we don't have to be reactive later. Yes, yes. Reactive medicine is so much more expensive than proactive. Exactly. So um, it's, it's, it's crazy that we've come to a point where, you know, it's taken me in my career, um, you know, a complete 360, really, from what I was taught. I mean, I'm glad I was taught those things in school. I, I learned the conventional way of practice of medicine and, and pharmacy and uh, pharmaceutical science and all of those things. And um, it's just now, you know, things are making more sense. I have such a good foundation of understanding of mechanism of actions and, you know, pharmacokinetics and all of those things. And I put it together now with um, nutrition and how your body function down to the cellular level, right? So it's, it's really, you know, it's really teaching and educating people about personalized approach 
to their body. And so uh, genetics is a humongous thing. You know, I, I always say um, genetics load the gun and environment or epigenetic pull the trigger. So you could be predisposed to having uh, familiar familial hypercholesterolemia or, you know, dysfunctionality of your cholesterol, but you can change the epigenetic of that. You can change it by environmental. My husband's a great example, identical twin. You know, he's the only one in his family who's not on medication for cholesterol. And we've done work, um, so much work. And now the lifestyle has completely changed. His uh, diet, nutrition, lifestyle has completely changed. It's become his way of life now. And he doesn't need to be on those medication. Right. And that's, that's the goal. That's the, that's the end goal, right. Is to have mm -hmm. that optimal um, lifestyle. And, and like you said, it's just what he does. That's what his new life is now. This is how he eats. And this is how he, he treats his body. And yeah, um, if we could, you know, just encourage everybody listening to really think about what does your body need um, optimally. And then you've got resources that you can um, get some help with. Um, like, you know, Dr. Megan, like, you know, if you're local, like right here in Cary. And um, so <laughs> she, she is wonderful. She has really um, helped me. You've helped me so much with my own hormones and <laughs> just trying to get to the bottom of some things. And it's been really great. And, um, just because I'm so holistic too, I love the fact that everything is so clean and, um, that way it's more bioavailable to my body, which is what I need. I mean, it's not going to do any good to be taking something or rubbing some cream on you for years. If it's not doing anything, let's, we want exactly. to create change. <laughs> exactly. And you know, what we've created for you is your, is your dose, um, as right. to what your body needs, but it's never going to be the same. It's a moving target. When you talk about women and hormones, we're so difficult, right? Right. <laughs> The guys is having so easy, but the women is all about symphony and balance. Hey, this is how yeah, God yeah. made us, right? The, That's made right. Way. We just have to learn ab about what our body's like and, and don't like. And, you know, going back to what you said, it's all about creating your new normal. What is that new normal? You can do it just something as simple as with my son, you know, um, when I completely changed, when I got into functional medicine, I completely changed his, his nutrition. And I didn't do it one, in one day, but, you know, I started calling um, spinach. I started calling them leaves and, and green chips. <laughs> Mommy, pack you some green chips in your lunchbox with your, you know, with your uh, protein or whatever. And so he, you know, so that's what he ate with his, um, we didn't have potato chips in his box and uh, we just used spinach leaves and he would just dip it in, you know, dip it in the little dressing. So that was normal to him. He didn't know that it's not, you know, until you look at somebody else's lunch and you go, oh, right. <laughs> that, yours is coming in a bag. <laughs> Right, exactly. But, but the, the, that's my point: is uh, creating your new normal, and we can, you know, with doing one small thing at a time. Before you know it, five years from now, you look back and you go, "Wow, look at how how far I've come." Exactly. 
That's exactly right. That's well, I would love to talk to you um, another time. Like we could talk for another hour on health and, you know, nutrition, wellness and all of that. But um, for the sake of time, I have one final question for you, Dr. Megan. I'm going to put you in the hot seat a little bit. Give um, us kind of an example of what is your favorite decadent dessert or your not so guilty pleasure? Oh, okay. Um, I don't know if I can do one. Okay, go for it. <laughs> okay, so one thing that would always, always mess me up um, is if I go somewhere and they have creme brulee on their menu. Yeah. Whatever good streak of diet I've been on a nutrition or whatever, it just falls right off when they say creme brulee and I go, well, darn it. <laughs> Give me one of those, please. <laughs> right. So that's my thing. But, um, but I think for uh, something kind of more, more trendy that a lot of people have been doing is um, boba tea. Yes. Okay. Fun. Yeah, my Very son good. loves boba tea. So we go out for boba tea as a treat every once in a while. Good. Yeah, that is fun. That's a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, awesome. Okay, um, Dr. Megan, I just love what you do so much. And you have, like I said, helped me so much personally with compounding my own hormones and just helping me like through that whole process. Tell our listeners where they can find you and how they can reach out to you. Sure. So uh, a couple of ways to find me, of course, uh, with the pharmacy, you can uh, go to um, carrywellnessrx.com or just search for Wellness Pharmacy of Cary, the one and original Wellness Pharmacy, North Carolina Wellness Pharmacy of Cary. And uh, you can follow me on Instagram at um, Dr. Megan underscore rx and you i'm sure michelle can put that on the show notes we have facebook page for the pharmacy and also have a uh, page for my wellness clinic which is forever well life plan um and michelle is familiar with that she's been helping helping me out helping my patients out with that clinic where we do um we do nutritional uh, and also supplements and functional coaching, health coaching during uh, using that website or that business. But follow me on Instagram for my personal Instagram. Probably be the best way. Okay, great. And yes, I will have all of that information in the show notes. And um, so everybody can reach out to you. And um, so Forever Well Life Plan is a wonderful, wonderful program as well. So it's helping lots and lots of people. So I'll definitely put that information in there too. Um, okay. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Megan, for coming on the show. It's been such a pleasure to talk with you and share you with my listeners. Um, are you okay if we close out in prayer? Please. I would love that. Okay. Awesome. Lord, we just thank you so much for this time together. And we ask that you would give us wisdom in each of our health journeys and that you would open our eyes to see what you would have us to see and open our ears to hear what you would have us to hear. And Lord, um, just we ask that you would just bring your blessings upon each woman listening and that, that you would help us to have your wisdom and your knowledge in, in the um, 
the path that we each should take, Lord. We thank you so much in advance. First, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. So good to see you, Dr. Megan. We'll talk soon. Okay. Thanks for having me, Michelle. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. All right, I hope you guys enjoyed today's show. Share this episode with a friend and all of the contact information that we talked about will be in the show notes. And I just really want to leave you quickly with some encouragement. You are your best advocate in your health. You know your body better than anyone, even the so-called experts. Listen to your gut feeling and that little voice inside telling you that something may not be right. You don't have to keep suffering in silence. And remember that health is not simply the absence of sickness. If you know something is wrong, keep on digging to get to the bottom of it. Okay, have a wonderful rest of your week. And remember, you are a beautiful treasure.